You are listening to special pandemic coverage of the coronavirus on The John DePietro Show. This portion of The John DePietro Show is brought to you by J.K.L. Engineering. Whether it's heating or cooling, you can depend on J.K.L. Engineering. Licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Call them today at 401 351 7600. Listen, we still have a number of months ahead. You're going to need the heat. We don't know what's going to happen. March can still be chilly. April can still be obviously chilly. The heating season. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a natural gas high efficiency carrier infinity system. They're energy efficient, they're quiet, more affordable than you think. If you're saying no gas, guess what? No problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. Highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. JKL, carrier factory, authorized dealer, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, for over 53 years, JKL's reputation, second to none. Technical expertise, customer satisfaction, JKL is an approved National Grid VPI installer. Call JKL Engineering today. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available for both residential and commercial. Call JKL for a system replacement, oil to gas, for a heat pump. They're going to do it right. They're going to do it right the first time. And remember, with JKL Engineering, they'll keep it nice and cool in the summertime and nice and warm. In the wintertime, Central Air is a life changer. Central Air is a game changer. And right now, estimates are free. Financing is available. Licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. The original, the best, JKL Engineering. Call them, 401-351-7600. 401-351-7600 for JKL Engineering. It's John DePietro, weekdays. We start at 11, we go till 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. Folks, he covers Rhode Island for the Boston Globe. The Boston Globe coverage of everything in Rhode Island has just been uh, tremendous. What an incredible first year. He's Dan McGowan. And uh, Dan, let's start off with um, there is new information each day when Governor Mundo does her daily briefing. There's certainly been some changes to it. But I'd like to start off. You have a story about it, and there is uh, certainly more of a theme that is building on the importance, uh, and it goes beyond importance, but an executive order regarding face coverings. Yeah, you know, the, the, this has been uh, part of, uh, obviously, the very uh, quickly developing and changing um, sort of landscape of, of, of everything we're confronting with the coronavirus. I mean, you remember not that long ago, you know, serious people within the federal government were, were telling us, don't wear masks. Uh, you know, you're going to take up too much. Uh, uh, you know, the, the people who need masks are the people who truly need them or the people who are sick. Um, and obviously that, that guidance has uh, changed very quickly. And what the governor did yet, uh, uh, this week to, to say, you know, hey, we're going we're gonna to make this mandatory for, you know, customer facing uh, uh, businesses, the, the stop and shops of the world, you know, the pharmacies, um, lots of businesses, but, but generally speaking, it's targeted at those. Um, this is a big step. And I think what it is, John, is a big step uh, in an effort to, um, to really, you know, try to think about what will come a few weeks when it comes to uh, actually reopening, you know, reopening the economy, as they say. Um, I think what, what the governor knows, you know, it, it, you hear a lot, I, I, you've been covering it a lot, you hear a lot about what sort of President Trump says about the economy and trying to do this. Make no mistake about it. She may be a Democrat and she may be, have a different tone than the president. Governor Raimondo is just as concerned about, you know, making sure that unemployment rate starts to drop and making sure people get back to work. Because, you know, it's the same goal as the president, just a different tone. And I think this is one of those steps because it's probably what you're going to have to see, at least in that initial phase in when uh, when some of these businesses reopen. Hey, Dan, I noticed that um, yesterday I, I just find that there seems to be some confusion as to who starting on Saturday has to wear a mask. I sent you that the Rhode Island Department of Health, they sent out a tweet reminding people that stores should 
should remind and encourage their customers if you're going into a grocery store, which is the, the, the primary thing, if not a pharmacy, that right. the customer has to wear a mask. For some reason, after the briefing yesterday, I thought it was clear. And then I was getting messages from people saying, oh, no, no, it's just the workers that work there. But what is you have a story on it in this morning's Boston Globe. What is my understanding is that if I want to enter into a stop and shop, I'm supposed to wear a mask face covering and the person working by the cash register should also be wearing one. So my understanding of this and John, it's possible that that I'm uh, misinterpreting this, but my understanding is for customers, for you and I to go into the stop and shop, it is. It, it is strongly urged, okay. but it, it is not necessarily a, a law or an it's order. It's not mandatory. Okay. Right. Whereas flip side, uh, it, it will be, uh, as of Saturday, it will be mandatory for uh, the stores. Now, remember, one of the things that I suppose certain stores are doing, you can see this happening potentially with maybe the uh, the big chains, is it's entirely possible that they'll you know they'll set their own rule and say, as you're walking in, Hey, you can't come in here, um, and you know, and, and maybe take that approach. But the the executive order, as I read it, does not say that that customers are required to wear them. It's all about the workers. Okay. And do you see the tweet that I sent to you from the Department of Health? I sent to Dan and I communicate, folks. And I <laughs> I sent you a. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. I I did send you a tweet that they sent out to clarify, and then people were sending it to me. And then, like anything else, I go back. It says, um, uh, put up sign, reminding customers to wear one inside. Yeah, it does say that. You're right, which is why, this is why I'm couching this slightly okay. to say that it's possible. The executive order, though, does not say that. The executive okay. order is about, is, is about forcing you know, uh, employees. And then in those rare circumstances where an employer might not be willing to provide it or something like that, they have to pay for it. Um, and so I, I still don't think that, that you, that this is necessarily required. I don't think you and I could get slapped with a fine, let's say, if we were to go into market basket or, or I guess that's not a good example. Let's stop and shop, you know. I, I agree with you, but at least I'm not, you know, it's one of those things. All customer facing businesses must take steps to require customers to wear face coverings and put up signs at the door reminding customers to wear one inside. I agree with you, but that certainly sounds as if, that if you want to enter the stop and shop or it certainly does. CVS, that you need to wear it. I, that sounds like something that the governor it is a less uh, late briefing today, two 30. But uh, again, I always come back and I'm taking notes just like you are to all the other members of the media that are covering these briefings. And then like, sometimes I think, all right, maybe I wrote that down wrong. So let me go back and check it and, and go from there. Hey, Dan talking about, and again, folks, we're talking about Dan McGowan of the Boston globe. Um, the Globe has had, obviously, tremendous coverage. But um, what do you sense? I know Governor Mundo did say, and, and you have the story in today's Globe about the briefing, that it's my understanding she is going to announce uh, over the next couple of days her plans to reopen the economy. Any any insight to that? I think you've written in a lot of people. This, this certainly seems as though not every industry is going to be treated the same way, which I think is a smart smart way to treat it. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it may be a smart way to treat it. I would imagine if you're a listener right now and you own a restaurant or you own, you know, a business that could potentially not reopen right away, uh, you're, you feel maybe a little, you, you might feel a little bit differently. Um, it's interesting. I did a story earlier this week uh, on, on the, you know, what was happening behind the scenes. And I talked to, actually got a little bit of time with the governor. And then I talked to the, the Commerce Secretary, Stephen Pryor. And they were kind of saying is, look, we're, we're, we're doing a lot of work talking to some of the Asian countries that have been able to uh, reopen their, their economies, South Korea, China, um, uh, Singapore is another example. And they're trying to, you know, learn from that. What they're, what, what they're really concerned about, of course, on that front is what happens if, um, uh, you know, if you start to see a spike in cases because people are, you know, because social distancing regulations are relaxed, because people are out and about more. Um, and they're trying to come up with, you know, a, 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 I would say a very subjective uh, set of metrics. Um, and, and when I say subjective, that doesn't mean it's negative. It's just nobody knows how to do this. And so they're, you know, what the governor said to me was, you know, I want to make sure we're getting fewer than 20% of positive tests every day. Every day 
She doesn't, she wants to see it go a little bit lower when, when they're testing. Uh, she wants to see a scenario where, uh, you know, the, the number of hospi hospitalizations start to, um, you know, start to either stabilize or, or maybe decline. Um, you know, the, the Rhode Island's pretty good now uh, when it comes to testing per capita. So I think she said yesterday she wants, she, she thinks we're, that is one kind of uh, metric that we can check off. But what we haven't seen is what that actually looks like and how much of this is, do you need to hit seven or eight, you know, key metrics or points before, you know, you start to make a decision or, you know, are we sitting here two weeks from now where everybody's in the same spot and the governor herself is getting pretty antsy to say, hey, wait a minute, let's, you know, maybe we need to think about this again. Maybe we need to relax some of whatever we're looking at. You know, maybe our hospitals are under control. Uh, I think they're really grappling with how to kind of break the news to um, to industries that not everyone's going to be able to open right away. She keeps using restaurants as a good example, as a likely, uh, you know, later than everybody else. Um, and, and, you know, that is a hard thing, right? This, there's a combination of factors here. There's obviously the public health side of it. And, and that's, of course, of top you know, concern. But it is going to be a massive public relations problem for her if she's viewed as kind of picking and choosing who she wants to open. Um, and that would be a legitimate complaint. You know, I mean, it, it, I, I'm sure if I were a business owner who was not getting uh, allowed to reopen, I would be pretty upset. And so I think they're, I, I honestly think that they are really kind of grappling with how to roll this out. And as of earlier this week, uh, they certainly don't know. Let's make one last point on this. The to, to be very clear, you know, you, you, the governor got a lot of attention or a little bit of attention this week for this, you know, the, the uh, Baker and, and Lamont and Andrew Cuomo, you know, all kind of coming together and, and having this, you know, sort of I-95 uh, uh, group of mayor or a group of governors that are want to reopen the economy. You know, I was on the phone with the governor literally five minutes after that announcement came out. And what she said to me was, it's a task force. We're all talking. There's no we're, you know, there, there's nothing there yet right. in terms of actual goal, you know, goals beyond just wanting to re reopen the economy. Folks, coming up, um, we are going to hear from Dan McGowan about he did speak with the governor uh, exclusively on uh, Monday. Uh, that also distance learning everything with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. It's all ahead on the John DePietro show. This portion of the John DePietro show is brought to you by MEGA. MEGA professionals. Call them today, 508 336 7801. 508 336 7801. Now, what exactly do they do, MEGA professionals? They're here to help you run your business by finding you workers. And maybe you need workers. Maybe you need drivers, workers, certified help, part time, full time, weekend work. Uh, local, a.k.a. sleep-at-home drivers, class A, B, non-CDL, warehouse workers, mechanics, skilled workers, labor, healthcare professionals, office professionals. You need workers. You need MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals. You're trying to run your business. I, listen, it's a hassle trying to hire people, go through all the resumes, set up the interviews. Instead, it's one phone call to help you with your company, MEGA professionals. 508-336-7801, 508-336-7801 from MEGA Professionals. Hi, Steve here, owner of Water Filter Company. Do you know what my customers are not doing today? They're not standing in lines to get into stores to buy bottled water, and they didn't have to scramble to get it either when all this first started. They enjoy all the safe, clean water they want, not during just this crisis, but all year long. Don't you think it's time you did too? So as you're standing in line waiting, how about you give my company a call? Call Water Filter Company at 294-2400. 294-2400. A Rhode Island family business since 1986. Everyone is talking about germs, about algae, about mildew. No, I know they're talking about the virus. What about some of the viruses outside your home? As the weather's getting warmer, now is the time. Let's make your property, home or business, Look as best it can with Bethel Softwash. Look for them on Facebook, Bethel Softwash. Now, you can text Jared at Bethel, B-E-T-H-E-L, Bethel Softwash of Lincoln. Free day, free same day text estimate at 
617-2585. Text him at 401-617-2585. And what I mean is if you text Jared, this is what my house looks like, he'll give you a free estimate right there. I'm talking outside your home. I encourage you to visit their Facebook page and you can see the before and after and what a difference it makes. Bethel soft washing is the low pressure system. It won't harm the surface. Low pressure H2O combined with the biodegradable chemical removes those biological elements like uh, algae and uh, mildew and you don't need it. The biodegradable plant safe solution. Wait to see the difference. Now I tell people go to uh, log on to the Facebook page Bethel certified soft wash Bethel soft wash and look at the before and after. What a difference it makes. Bethel certified soft wash power wash for your home, for your business, for your walkway, for your patio, for your deck. Make your home look beautiful. Get rid of that mold and algae. Instead, Bethel certified soft wash. You can also text Jared at 401-617-2585. Make an appointment. Free estimate 401 617 2585 and look for them on Facebook. It's Bethel Certified Softwashed. Right in Lincoln, Bethel Certified Softwash. It's John DePietro weekdays. Folks, we start at 11, we go till 2. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, you did have a chance to speak with Governor Raimondo uh, on Monday. What can you tell us about the conversation? I'd be curious to hear sometimes when you're speaking to someone, they can kind of lead you in the direction of what is most on their mind, unlike, say, at the briefing where she basically stands and just kind of answers the questions. But what stood out to you of something that she seems to maybe need more focus on? Yeah, I mean, the number one thing very clearly to me is, is you know, finding the way to, to let, allow these businesses to be able to reopen. Um, I think she has this tough balancing act when she goes on television every day. You know, she has to lead with you know, the worst case thing, people dying, right? So she, she has to say, hey, at the top, seven more people have died today. Um, and then she quickly transitions into, you know, whatever her regulations are, or, uh, you know, in Monday's case, talking about the unemployment claims and, and trying to get the economy restarted. When I talked to her on the phone, you know, again, very, the focus of the conversation was the economy, but it's clear that's what is sort of driving her right now. I think she uh, she understands and, and and as she tries to get across every day, the the sad reality is people are going to die here. Are, the cases are going to continue to rise, and so she has to you know almost uh, compartmentalize right 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 what what she's doing. On one hand, she has to you know be compassionate, but on the other hand, she has to think about those decisions, and so. That certainly seems to be her top focus. What is striking to me, though, is that they don't have, uh, they just don't have a a true system in place yet to, you know, to to be able to say a date. I kept on asking, what's a target date? Just give me something. And uh, the governor is very hesitant to be able to even say, boy, I hope by the summer, you know, we have some semblance of an economy. Um, and I, I think it's I think it's truly because they really don't know just yet, uh, uh, you know, what where this is going to go and uh, what that what that will mean for, you know, people being able to just kind of get back out on the streets. Yeah. And, you know, Dan, I, I agree with you. And it does seem uh, there's parts of this and I get it that it's it's all new and they're trying to kind of find their way through a little bit, but you have everyone crowded in certain grocery stores and sometimes mm-hmm. and things like that. But then at the same time, you know, just let's just say a sporting goods store or a hair salon. I mean, hair salons could certainly say, okay, we're going to book an appointment and there's going to be a limited number of people in the salon. They're still closed. Um, right. If someone has a furniture store and they wear a mask and they limit the number of people that can come in and there's distancing, I, um, I, I, I think I agree with you. I think the focus has to be on reopening these different businesses and because they, how much longer can they stay shut? I, I'm fearful, like a lot of people, that if they remain shut, they're never going to reopen. That's right. I think the law, I mean, it's hard to say this with any level of, of certainty, except that it sounds very obvious. The longer you go, it's like a, 
it's like when you, you know, when kids who either don't go to college or drop out of college, right. you know, you, the, the, the likelihood of you actually going back to finish is very low. Um, and, and I think very similarly, you know, it, it would strike me that if you shut down for, you, know, you shut down for a couple of weeks, I could see the scenario where you reopen. Remember, you know, I, I talked to a hairdresser just this week who, who said to me, look, the, you know, this isn't fun. I don't like it. But the, the government's actually, you know, making pretty good, making good with me, right? I'm getting my unemployment insurance. I'm, uh, you know, uh, the, I'm, I'm going to be able to get maybe a small business loan that will help me kind of keep the store afloat, that sort of thing. Uh, it's not the worst case scenario. But imagine if we're here, you know, months and months from now, some, those funds are going to, you know, really be, they're going to become exhausted. Um, you know, I know there's another stimulus package in the works, but I mean, how many more are you going to get? Are you, can you really hold the, up the economy, you know, for a year or six months um, as opposed to just a couple of months or a couple of weeks? Uh, I, I think that's, I, I think that's the, 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 the scary thing right now for a lot of these businesses. And John, you know, I mean, you talk to a lot of these folks, like the, the ability to, uh, the, the margins here on, for, for, for some of these businesses are very, very thin. And yes. so not being able to reopen or, only be, restaurants, you know, be only being able to do takeout. Um, huh. They're not, you know, surviving. No. Most of them are not surviving like this. No, they can't. They weren't designed that way. That's right. uh, they thrive off full tables, turning over the tables on a Friday, Saturday night. And then you just try to keep some semblance of a crowd uh, during yeah. the rest of the week. Folks, it's Sean DePietro speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, also, you wrote a piece, the best and worst part of distance learning during the coronavirus crisis. What are some of the things you heard from some of the students? Well, I'd say the number one thing that I'm, I'm struck by is generally speaking, the lack of uh, like complaining about it. Uh, the, there, there seems to be, and I'm actually working on a separate story with a colleague in Boston about kind of comparing how Massachusetts has done this to Rhode Island. And the, the thing that has been impressive, I will give credit to the commissioner, uh, because they took, the state took really kind of decisive action uh, fairly quickly and then made it a statewide thing. There was no option to do this, um, right? It, you were, you were, it was coming from the top. Um, I think that the organization has actually been pretty strong. What you're hearing from in terms of the, the, the complaints are, you know, I had, I had one parent who tell, told me that uh, uh, her son would just missed his friends. And that sounds, you know, it doesn't sound all that important, but when you're nine years old and you go months potentially without actually seeing all your friends from school, boy, that feels like a really long time. It feels like a, the end of the world for you in, in some cases. Um, and so I think that's a big factor. Um, I think in some, I think particularly in the, the urban communities, uh, I think the language barrier remains a, a, a bit of a challenge. Um, but what you're not seeing is too many complaints about, you know, it sounds like most families are able to get their, have been able to get some form of technology. Most families have been able to get some access to the internet. Um, I, I think the, the, the concern or the, the fear that a lot of folks have is, okay, this is, this is good enough for now, but is it actually good enough or is it good? Um, and, and we don't know that. I talked to the commissioner yesterday about this and, and she said, you know, we're, we're really happy with what we're, with what we've done so far, but she acknowledged there, there isn't a metric out there right now that says, you know, boy, these kids are learning a lot more, you know, they're not going to do the standardized test this year. So we don't know what that will mean. Um, there's obviously, you know, it's just a traumatic experience for, you know, if you have a family member who has the coronavirus or whatever. Um, and so they, the, the state doesn't yet know if it's actually working. They just know they've been able to implement it fairly well. And what that's interesting, you mentioned, uh, Dan McGowan, about the education commissioner. We haven't really heard from her much. What are some of her thoughts? Yeah, I mean, she's uh, she, she kind of walked me through again for, for a story that I was working on or I'm working on in, for, out of Boston is – uh, she basically said, you know, the she, she sort of took me behind the scenes and, and kind of said, look, there was a little bit of luck here and, and not in a good way. But remember, the fact that the first case comes in Rhode Island comes out of St. Ray's meant that schools were were top of mind. Remember that initial those initial couple of days, it wasn't good just point. it wasn't just St. Ray's. It was there was the fear that maybe there was an outbreak at achievement for uh, uh, someone at achievement first in Providence. And so what she said is 
we were on the phone with superintendents the Sunday night that they found out that a person had tested positive and we're saying, hey, we have to come up with a plan. We have to figure this out. And, uh, and I think they, they benefited from that. The, another thing they benefited from that, uh, that, that other states didn't do is when, when the governor declared that, that, that one week of, of April vacation moving up to March, that was able to get everybody kind of on the same page, at least in terms of what the plan was. Um, and so she's, I think the commissioner, the commissioner is generally pretty happy. She was, she, she credited the unions for not being resistant to this. She said they've been, they've been pretty good about it. Um, but in the back of her mind as somebody who, you know, came here to light a fire under Rhode Island, I think she is still worried that this could very well be a lost year of actual learning. And what will that look like, you know, next year when kids take tests or, or the following year? You know, we really we don't know at this point. You know, that's an excellent point, Dan. And and part of it also is uh, the looming element of the Providence schools yeah. have really, uh, um, you know, evaporated from the, the, the landscape right now. Yeah. I mean, it, you, you suddenly have a, a, a challenge where there, the, there are probably listeners for, for a long time who heard me and you talk every week about this and probably get annoyed. Hey, what about the other state or cities? What about what about the other districts? But you know, the, the truth is that, that the, uh, this takeover, as much as they want to say that they're, you know, keeping an eye on it, I mean, they, the, in Providence and certainly from the commissioner, they have spent the last several weeks trying to make sure that every kid has internet access and every kid, <clears throat> excuse me, has, um, you know, has a computer. Uh, that is not the top priority, or that was not the, the, the goal you know, when, when they said we're going to take this over, it was more about, you know, kind of trying to hopefully get sort of rapid results and a plan in place. I suppose the one bright side could be that, you know, this was supposed to be very much a planning year uh, for the takeover. And so if they are getting some of this work done, you know, maybe if things are normal on September, you know, the first day of school in September, Maybe they the plan can go off without a hitch, but it certainly is back burner uh, compared to the coronavirus and distance learning. Folks, it's John DePietro. We speak with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Coming up, uh, the Globe, our, our final segment talking to Dan, we're going to let him go. But they had a great piece regarding Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott. It's all ahead on the John DePietro Show. Remember, for your business, mega truck and trailer repair. Call them today, 508 508- 336-21. MEG, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment. Remember, free estimates. Call them today, 508-336-2110. MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. FHWA Inspections or Rhode Island State Inspection Station. Trailer Pickup and Delivery. 24-hour mobile service. ABS repairs, brakes, doors. If it's on a trailer, they can fix it. MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them. 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110 for MEGA truck and trailer repair. Attention business owners. In today's world, customers judge you by your website. And for most people, their first introduction to your business or company is your website. Karen Etchells at InnoVest is here to help. Give her a call at 401-321-2799. Hey, now it's 2020. You got to freshen up that old website design that Al Gore invented. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional and she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Well, it's John DePietro. This portion of the program is brought to you by Johnson Propane. Now listen, you want to be prepared for what's going ahead. Now is the time to stock up on propane. Stop in. Phil never runs out. That's right. Phil Johnson never runs out. Easy to get to. Located 
904 Manton Avenue in Providence, and it's right in front of Stop and Shop, right over near Rhode Island College. They are open seven days a week. Propane tank and supplies, they fill Blue Rhino, and they will fill up all your propane tanks. Credit cards, debit cards are accepted. You can call Phil Johnson at 401-621-8129. 401-621-8129. Johnson Propane, 904 Manton Avenue in Providence. Call Phil, 401-621-8129. Now is the time to stock up. It's drive-in, no-wait, propane filling station. They'll fill up your tank. Now is the time. You want to make sure. You don't know what's going to happen. And if, in fact, you get locked down or you have to be out, then you want to make sure you have propane. Johnson Propane, 904 Manton Avenue in Providence. I, I'm stopping by to have Phil fill up. I have two tanks. I'm going to have them both filled up. 401-621-8129. Stop in and see him. He's just terrific. And again, right, 904 Manton Avenue in Providence, right near Rhode Island College, and right in front of Stop and Shop. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. We days, we start at 11, we go till 2. Right here, it's AM 1380. With us is Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. And Dan, uh, your colleague, Ed Fitzpatrick, uh, talk a little bit. That was a very interesting piece about uh, Dr. Scott that Rhode Islanders and people have gotten to know as they see her each day at the briefing with Governor Yeah, I think, John, what's fun about or what was really fun about that story and what was, uh, I think, a, a good service that Ed provided there is, you know, you, you see, you know who the governor is. Every day you see the governor on television. You, you, you know whether you like her or you don't. You know whether you have an opinion of her or you don't. But here's this woman, you know, sitting behind her and, and then often taking the podium um, who the average person, I, I would venture to guess if you were to poll it, zero percent of people knew who she was until, uh, you know, until the coronavirus popped up. And so Ed was able to kind of take us behind the scenes and, and talk to her. Uh, you know, she, while she is doing this and working, you know, ridiculous hours and obviously spending a lot of time on camera because of the coronavirus, she's also raising a newborn kid. Um, you know, she, she, she's certainly, she, she has a background, she's from New York. Um, and so, you know, it, it, it's kind of one of those fun stories because it's, it's the story about the person who you, you are suddenly spending a lot of time with who you probably knew next to nothing about. Um, and, and, and she, and I think she's generally gotten pretty, uh, pretty strong, uh, uh, you know, approval from people. I think people generally like her. They like her straightforward nature. Um, and, and, and she's been pretty accessible. I'll give her credit. I mean, you know, last week there was a day she was off camera cause she was doing a, uh, a sit down with, uh, or, you know, an on camera, uh, zoom type video with, with students trying to answer their questions and, uh, I actually got a chance to watch that a little bit. Uh, I thought it was actually a lot more helpful and a lot uh, uh, better, quite frankly, than when the governor did it on her own, when she just answered basic questions, because it was it took a sort of science approach. You could see a little bit of uh, uh, teacher in Dr. Alexander Scott, and, and, and it was it was really well done. It was it was not just necessarily something that you know, only children should care about it. I thought she did a nice job. So she, she's certainly rounding into a very prominent figure. I mean, at this point, uh, uh, behind the governor, she has to be the probably the most visible person in the state right now. I, I think you'd agree with that. 100%. And on top of that, um, she just has a certain demeanor. And I'll say also, uh, Dr. McDonald also yep. works with her. They've been, been very well represented. Uh, this is not an easy time. Seemingly, it's endless. You're delivering bad news. But Dr. Scott, is, um, she's very effective. She seems even-tempered. Uh, there's never like a high or, or a low. She always kind of seems the same, uh, very methodical, the way she gets information across. I, I think uh, you know this has really been an incredible moment for them, really tested in their career. Dan McGowan, also, before we let you go, uh, it, it should be mentioned, I mean, the, the coverage in the Boston Globe has just been... Uh, phenomenal is there anything that you want to touch on or something that stood out from one of your colleagues uh, that they've covered you know it's the funny the the thing that's been the most uh, uh, sort of like my the, the thing that i've been most proud of as as i look at our coverage uh there's obviously great reporting and we're you know we've had a lot of really interesting kind of first person accounts uh both in rhode island and in massachusetts from doctors and nurses 
the thing that has, I think, separated the globe from other news outlets is our opinion has been very smart. Uh, we've had really good, um, uh, uh, you know, op-eds and, and, and opinion writing that's been pretty sharp. There was a one over the weekend that got went everywhere. A Northeastern professor, you know, made the case for uh, this idea of herd immunity. And that's the only way you're going to actually, you know, uh, uh, reopen the economy. And that's a, that's a tough, you know, it's a difficult thing to talk about because oftentimes you're, you know, you, you are then in some ways potentially making a decision about if people get it, they get it. And, and unfortunately that means people will die, but it was, it was smart. Right. It was thought out, you know, the, 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 I mean, thousands and thousands of people, you know, wrote in with both, you know, livid upset comments and also, wow, that was a really smart case. I think that's been the nice thing about the globe is we've allowed a lot of really good uh, uh, opinion writing and, and, it, it, what it does is it allows you, if you were a reader or if you're, you know, a subscriber, you can, okay, you're, you know, you're into the Rhode Island news, you, you, you take it in and you get all of that, but you also get a product of, you know, pretty smart writing that isn't as, um, you know, I mean, there's no question our, our editorial board leans left, but our, you know, the opinion writing is all over the place. And, you know, I, I think it's just a really good experience if you really want to understand kind of where people stand um, on the coronavirus. And Dan McGowan, uh, before I let you go, I mean, what, what we are in store for, I don't know what the budget Oof. is going to look yeah. like for Rhode Island. Uh, at the coming up now, you know, July 1st is when they have to have it in place. The General Assembly is not even in motion. But I'm curious, how did the Governor Mundo sound? You had a chance to talk to her. This was someone who obviously, you know, uh, very adept at uh, fundraising and second term and term limited out and just came off the National Governor Association being the head of that for a year, Governor National Democrat Governor Association. And she seemingly was going to kind of go out as someone who, you know, the state did okay under her, but she never reached mm -hmm. that type of popularity. It, it just her entire tenure, the way people view her, people cheer her on. Uh, these governors, uh, Baker is the same way. They've now become these larger than life figures that have yeah. emerged that uh, forever will be cemented in people's minds. Their legacies are far larger than anyone ever. Could yeah, expect. you can hear that in her voice, too. You can hear. I, I think the governor, had, no one would ever accuse the governor of not being confident. Right. She's that's that's always been something she's had. Uh, I, I would venture to guess throughout her life. Uh, she, she obviously just exudes confidence. She's obviously a very smart woman. You can now see, uh, you know, we're obviously not seeing her physically, uh, you know, day to day. But there's a there's a, you know, a, a, a hop in her step a little bit, I think. Uh, I think she knows that uh, people believe she's doing a fairly strong job. I think, you know, no one would ever wish any of this on anybody. Um, but I, I think she she knows that she gets to go on television every day and kind of, you know, inspire or at least inform people. And when I talked to her, you could hear that too. This wasn't, you know, a hemming and hawing. Um, it wasn't, you know, she, she's not, uh, she, she's not shy with reporters about telling them when she doesn't think they're, you know, their eyes on the ball. It's kind of one of the reasons uh, she's always fought with the journal. And, and this was her, you know, uh, without having a plan in, the, in, in place, I think, uh, for reopening the economy, this was the thing she wanted to talk about. I think, uh, she, you know, she wanted to, to, to kind of get out that, you know, here, here's at least what I'm thinking about right now. Um, and, and so you can hear that sort of confidence in her voice. And I think you're right. I mean, look, the, her legacy, if you were to peel it back beyond the coronavirus, I mean, look, there are some real challenges here. You, know, you start pension reform. When you talk about UHIP, you talk about some of the, the real true screw ups in government. You know, she there was a reason in uh, a, a good reason oh, yeah. that she was, you know, had, was very much a mixed bag and was relatively unpopular. But I, I think now, um, you know, it, it will be it'll be interesting to see if you get through this, let's say the world's normal six months from now, what she can do with that sort of confidence and popularity, maybe in the final couple of years of her term. Boy, that is a great way to sum it up. And I, I agree with you. I think her skill set, and it is a skill set, and she certainly has uh, certain talents, has been on full display in this situation. And this would have been a completely different equation. I'll just come on. I, I can't imagine 
say, a Governor Chafee each day. I don't, I don't know if he would have had the briefings in that way. Maybe he would have had someone else. But I, she has been, um, she's really come into her own, uh, exuding confidence, exuding authority. And I think to get through something like this, you need a governor that everyone is listening to, responding to. I think um, you need someone fully confident in the moment. Dan McGowan, folks, he now does a roadmap <laughs> twice a day. So you have the morning edition, the afternoon edition, which I know just requires a lot more work. But yeah, every single day. Uh, and now because it's twice a day, you know, I'm asking for about five minutes of your time between uh, in the morning and then five minutes again in the afternoon. If you send me a blank email to rinews at globe.com, rinews at globe.com, I'll know what you're sending. And you'll start getting it every day. There's some original reporting. Sometimes we have a little bit of fun. Um, there's all of the coverage that we just talked about in the Globe, some of that smart opinion writing, certainly our coverage. Um, and then the daily, just the wrap-up of what's going on. The governor's going to speak at 2.30. The, you know, uh, there's been one thing that's been great about this, John, is there's been a lot of really smart uh, like Facebook live events that have, have been uh, being aired. And so I get to promote those every day. So if you just send a blank email to rinews at globe.com, I'll know what it is and you'll start getting it first thing in the morning or maybe even in the afternoon. Folks, he's Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, great job. Stay safe. You as well, John. We'll Thank you. It's John DePietro. Listen, folks, this is a unique situation, but instead of wasting the time by just watching television or old episodes or old movies, instead, clean up your home, clean up your attic, clean up your basement and your garage. Call Brothers Disposal today, 401-688-0517. Call them for a free estimate. They will deliver a dumpster right to your home. Do some spring cleaning. Use this time to finally clean that out that old junk from your basement, from your attic, from your garage. Do some spring cleaning. Use this unique time. Call Brothers Disposal today, 401-688-0517. They'll come to your home. They will drop off a dumpster. You load it up. Tell them whenever it is. Maybe it stays for a week. Maybe it stays for a weekend. Maybe it stays for one day. Call Brothers Disposal today. Free estimate, 401 401- Six eight eight zero five one seven. Stop watching Netflix. Do something productive. Finally, clean up your home. Clean out that garage or the attic or the basement. Call Brothers Disposal today. 401-688-0517. Free estimate. 401-688-0517. It's Brothers Disposal. And let's get a dumpster in the driveway. Hi, I'm Steve, owner of Water Filter Company. Do you know what my customers are not doing today? They're not standing in stall lines waiting to get in to buy more bottled water, and they didn't have to scramble to get it when all this started. They're enjoying all the safe, clean water they want all year long. They're drinking it, cooking with it, bathing in it, doing everything in it except searching for it, rationing it, and now waiting in lines. As this crisis further restricts your freedoms and choices and store shelves empty, I hope you now realize how important it is to take control over your own water quality like thousands of my customers already have. Because when this crisis is over, your bad water quality won't be, and neither will your bottled water dependency. So ask yourself, do you think you're finally worth making a one-time investment for a lifetime of clean, safe water? If so, call my company, call Water Filter Company at 294-2400. Water Filter Company, a Rhode Island family business since 1986. Water Filter Company, 294-2400. Because is it really worth going through all this? It's John DePietro, and there's nothing more important than cleaning your home, your business, a school, any type of building. You need Soul Source Restoration, a Rhode Island-based company, and it's Soul, S-O-L-E, like the sole of your shoe, Soul Source Restoration. Call them today at 401-712-2700, 401-712-2700. Coronavirus Cleaning and Disinfection Service, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Connecticut. You know, Soul Source Restoration, folks, they are one of the few companies in the entire country have the type of equipment experience that you need. As far as residential, is there anything more important than making sure your home is absolutely clean from viruses for your family, for your friends, for yourself? Soul Source Restoration, same for your business. They have the expertise, the type of equipment that you need to get through this crisis. 
We spoke with Mike Seepy of Soul Source Restoration, and I asked him about just that very thing, the microthermal fogging and electrostatic spraying equipment that makes Soul Source Restoration different than every other company. We're a full-service restoration company, as you know, John. We've been in it about 15 years now, and with this coronavirus that has changed our world for the time being, we found a unique way to provide a true 99.9% disinfectant service. Mike, Sole Source Restoration, and again, folks, it's S-O-L-E, Sole Source Restoration. What is, what would you say, what is the goal? What is the goal of the company? Our main goal is to utilize our services to keep essential and non-essential businesses safe, protecting both employees and customers. And with Sole Source Restoration, what is the difference equipment that you use that probably is different than any other company certainly in rhode island right now but the way i understand it i've heard you're one of only six companies in the entire country that have the type of equipment that you have we utilize cdc approved hospital grade disinfectant enhanced with sporocyte and viricide that we atomize by means of microthermal foggers these microthermal foggers break down the disinfectant to three to five micron which is basically a fancy word for micromillimeter this allows the disinfectant to saturate air particles and cover all surface material giving you a true 99.9 percent kill of all pathogens you know, Mike, right now someone is listening saying, John DiPietro, this does sound fine. Mike Seepy, Soul Service Restoration, it sounds fine. But I already have a janitorial or cleaning company, and, and they tell me that, that they think they can get rid of the coronavirus. These old methods leave a lot of room for human error, utilizing older equipment that doesn't break down the disinfectant in a way that's going to kill the coronavirus. Mike, with Soul Source Restoration, now you have the country is in pandemic. Everyone is freaked. We are seeing death about the coronavirus. What right now is the biggest challenge for a company like yours that has the capability for a coronavirus cleaning and disinfection service? Our biggest challenge, John, is educating the public that what we're doing is very different from janitorial and normal restoration companies whose conventional methods of cleaning mainly comprise of mops, buckets, spray bottles, and kettle pot foggers. Don't take any chances. Call Soul Source Restoration today. Coronavirus Cleaning and Disinfection Service for Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Connecticut. Call them at 401-712-2700. 401-712-2700. They have the equipment that you need. They will fully clean your home, your property, your office, your school, whether it's any type of business. You heard CDC approved environmentally and pet friendly they have the protective equipment they have the type of equipment that you need don't take any chances a rhode island based company and they're in a league of their own with the type of resources they have to fully disinfect your property from the coronavirus sole source restoration call them today home or business 401 712 2700 401 712 2700 it's sole source restoration coronavirus cleaning and disinfection service for rhode island massachusetts and connecticut again look for them online soulsourcerestoration.com you're listening to coverage pandemic around the world the coronavirus in rhode island massachusetts connecticut much more ahead on the john DePietro show This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by a Kyberry antioxidant. Folks, nothing more important than making sure your body has all the nutrients that it needs to stay nice and healthy. You need a Kyberry. Let me spell it for you. A-C-A-I-B-E-R-R-I. A Kyberry. Now, all you do is you buy the bottle. It's delicious. And what is it filled with? Antioxidants. Virus-fighting. Incredible antivirus antioxidant properties tremendous power for your body now you can find them check out their website akai berry a c a i b e r r i dot com it is incredible you're talking about fruit juices that add so much value it's an antioxidant which means it gives your body 
the healthy ingredients that it needs to stay healthy and remain healthy. Now, it's available at Dave's in East Greenwich. You can also get it at Venda Ravioli. Also, it's sold at It's My Health in Cumberland. Find them online, akaiberry.com, or also the main offices, 50 King Street in Johnston. Now, I've been drinking it every day. It is incredible. It gives you energy, and more important, this is an antioxidant, a Kai Berry that fights off viruses. A Kai Berry, you can call them at 401-497-0740. Look for it at the places I mentioned and also online, acaiberry.com, a Kai Berry. You're listening to The John DePietro Show, weekdays 11 to 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online. Go to the website, dipetro.com. Now, speaking of the website, I would like you, and I ask, log on to the website. It's D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. And let me describe what it looks for you. On the left, you have the Listen Live button. And what does that mean? It means you could listen live. Let's just say you're out of the range where you can't get it on the radio. If you go to the website, between 11 and 2, you can listen to it live. Let's say now, well, wait a minute, Juan, I wasn't near a radio or I was driving, I was out of the area, and I, oh, God forbid, but I missed the show. Well, you go below that, and they have what's called a dashboard, and you'll see home, you'll see meet John DePietro, hello, that's me, but then you see it says radio show, and if you click on that under radio show, that is every episode that we do. It's housed right there, just like a library. It's all stored, and then you can just listen at your leisure right there at Radio Show. To the right of that, as we go on DePetro.com, you see where it says advertise. Now listen, right now, maybe you've never advertised. I would love for you to advertise on the show. Listening is at an all-time high. If you're open and you have a business, tell me about it. And let me tell everyone about it. And we're going to tell everyone about it. And you can find it right there. Maybe you've never thought about it, but you want to advertise. Click on that. Or then you also see the contact button. You can contact me that way. And then above that, at the very top, you see the logo. You have my links to social media, Facebook link, Twitter link, Instagram. And then you also have YouTube. And then right below that, you'll see support the John DePietro radio show. John DePietro Show Facebook Live and also DePietro.com. Folks, right below that, you can see it. If you support the show, you uh, find me entertaining, you enjoy listening, show your appreciation. There it is. Go to the website. It all begins and ends, as I say, at the website, DePietro.com. You know, I, he tells it like it is, the independent man. Um, check it out. It's all at DePietro.com. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Weekdays, we start at 11, we go until 2. Non-stop coverage, pandemic, worldwide. The coronavirus hits Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Connecticut. Go to the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. You can listen live at the website. If you ever miss any coverage at the website at the top, click on Radio Show. You can listen. Follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. It's John DePietro Show. And as always, you can email me, john at dipietro.com. Much more ahead. Pandemic coverage on the John DePietro Show. <laughs> 